So on this podcast, I'm joined by the freelance journalist Michael McEwen, who people will know from the India Live Radio Locker Room Sports Show on a Friday night from five o'clock until seven. Michael, it's great to have you on the Scottish Football Show. Yeah, no bother, Reagan. Anytime, mate. How things? I'm doing well. Um, so, Michael, there's only one place we can start, and that is at the Tony Macaroni Arena. And it was spaghetti one, hoops nil. It was... And it was... And Poster Congo's side failed to win at Livingston again. And, and that is... Um, Celtic's record at Livingston goes on. Celtic have not won in Livingston since 2006 when Tony Blair was the the Prime Minister of the UK. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I prefer going to Tony McIlroney's last week for my dinner. Um, but no, I mean, and also this, um, it was a, a shocking performance by by Celtic. Um, a lot of fans are kind of going on the bandwagon and I can't understand why they're going on the bandwagon because they've not won since, what was it, last February? Terrible record, especially for no matter who it is, Celtic Rangers or uh, well, all from anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, a shock, shocking record and shocking performance. Yeah, and for all you advantage the people out there, Celtic have not won a game, a game away from home since the 14th of February. I just wanted to touch on that, Michael. That is an astounding stat for, for, for a club of the stature of Celtic. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I mean, e- even when I held it yesterday, Reagan, after the game, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, February, I didn't think of it that long ago. Well, obviously, it was that long ago. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just... Incredible, as you say, for a, a team as, as the size of Celtic, um, no, no running away from home since last February. It's it's been um, a shocking scat for Celtic away from home. But you know, I think like we'll touch upon this later on. But the home form has been the complete opposite. Yeah, I just want to ask you that. Do you think it's like? In terms of the record at Livingston, do you think that's now psychological? Because it must be because that they've not won at that certain ground for so so long, Michael. Uh, I I don't I don't know, Reagan, because if you think back of the game, Celtic was a better team before Livingston scored, and then I think maybe you've got a point about when Livingston scored, the heads go down. And uh, in, in terms of and the whole Celtic team, um, but I mean Celtic was a better team. Um, what for the past for the first part twenty five minutes or whatever, Livingston goes up the park and scored. I mean I've said that for years, Reagan. I mean if you watch Celtic games, whether it's home or European football, Celtic's always a better team. And then usually you find the other the away team or the home team or whatever it is go up the park and puts a ball in the net. So, you know, it's okay for a Celtic to have like 50 shots and goal and not score. Yet the other team goes up the park and puts a ball in the net. You know, it's just it's just un- unbelievable, you know. And that's been our thing that 
been Celtic's downfall for, I would say, many years. And you would also say as well, Michael, if it wasn't for Joe Hart, it could have been a lot, lot more than one goal. Yeah, I've been saying that for weeks as well. I think back to the Hearts game at Parkhead at the Premier League uh, Cup as well, but and and Europe has made a few uh, and uh, good saves as well. But yeah, you you start to think well, if that was backcasting goals or burning goals, they would have been well. Um, Celtic would have been well beat. Um, but yeah, I mean Joe Hart's made a, a difference. Um, because you, you're not as worried now when the ball kind of like goes back. Um, because he's a is a a safe pair of hands, and that was a good save, yes, Gigi, because when you saw it again, it didn't know much about it. And that's what, um, you know, like, that's what top quality goalkeepers do. They make big saves at big times. Obviously, um, you make a big save, but circuits still get beat. Yeah, and in terms of that thing you spoke about earlier, the Ange boys to Congo effect, not winning away from home, do you think that um, that could be a problem for Celtic? Because you know football as well as me, Michael. The Celtic fans are loving that in Portugal at the moment. But Celtic's next fixtures are away to Motherwell and away to the the Hibs. And if Celtic don't get a result against Motherwell or, or Jack Ross's Hibs, then it could be a long way back for Ange Portugal. Well, well, they get beat. Um... At Hibs, um, what was it last season? And I know, like, this is a a different team, a new season, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, it only takes, um, it only takes a few games for the fans to like turn on you, and also the media to to turn you, uh, turn on on you as well. But I mean, in saying that, you've got to think about. Not making them excuses here, but Celtic's get half a team out at the moment. Um, but and but um, playing devil's advocate with myself here that you know that team should be good enough to beat whoever. Yeah, exactly. I do want to touch on um, in terms of the way from what do you think it is that is the problem? Uh I'm I'm not so sure to be honest with you. Um, if I knew that question, I would be more than Reagan, and I would give you a wee five off now and again. Um, but yeah. no, I mean I, I don't I don't think it, uh, I don't know if it was coins gains or you know whatever. But the 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 weird thing for me is like when you when you take into consideration all the away games apart from the the game Robinson. Um, Celtic's played well, um, you know, like against Hearts. Okay, they made a slow start, but they came back into the game and, and they played well, dominated the game until Hearts scored the goal at the last minute. But, yeah, football's a funny old game sometimes, as they say, Reagan, because Celtic's had the better chances. But, I mean, I think Celtic fans have been saying this for years, that, you know, like if you don't check your chances, you don't win football games, and that's kind of like clear as well. I mean, look at the other night, uh, the European game. You know, that uh, that that was a brilliant sort by Rogic. It had the post, you know, and if that went in, that would have been a different story. But if Celtic won yesterday, we wouldn't be speaking about this today. 
you know, so, um, but again, it goes back to Celtic, it's a big team, they, if they get beat, oh, it's crisis time and, and all that, you know, um, but I, I, I don't know, I mean, the, the defence is actually looking okay now, um, taking out of, uh, leaving, leaving the side of Jaskiga's game, you know, um, I think Celtic wants to Celtic fans wants to say wants to uh, see but um saw the Jordan and Cameron Vickers at the back. And by the way, just to say that I've been quite impressed with him since he's come in to, to the team. Yeah, and in, in terms of this whole notion that Ange um he's only playing nice football, in terms of that, do you think Ange we need to change his tactics a little bit? When he goes to places like Go Livingston or Hearts or Rangers, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Away from home, yeah, but I wouldn't say at home if that really makes sense. Um, you, you know, um, because obviously that they they've got the twelve man that. They're kind of like supporters and all that, and on the back and all that. So different kit office away from home, especially yesterday when you've got Livingston, you've got a very tight park and all that, you know. Um, but they've got to get used to it. Do you think that's a problem, Fringe? Because maybe he's just used to playing the one way. And one of the comments that I, that I noticed from Ange was, um. Is plan B is to make plan A better. I don't really understand those comments. Yeah, no, I, I don't really understand his comments in the way, but I mean, I, I think like, there's two ways that you can look at this. Um, everybody's blaming Angie, but at the same time, Angie's not been given, given a lot of support by the, the board or the coaching and stuff as well. So, but, I mean, listening to him before, when the Skirkis press um, after the game or before the game, he speaks a good game, but as you know, Reagan football's not plaguing paper, I suppose, you know, um, but he needs to get, he needs to get wins very fast, especially away from home, starting on first in the against game. Rafe in the cup. Yeah, and in terms of David Martindale's Livingston, and as you know, Michael, I know you listen to the show, and there's many people that do. In terms of David Martindale, I, I hold my hands up. I said on this show last week that they, they would probably go out and win this game because I've been slagging them all season and saying that David Martindale will be the first manager sacked, and Livingston have not got their former players to, to trouble anyone at the moment. And then they go out and beat Celtic. So, uh, um, in terms of that, what do you make of Livingston? It was a great result for them yesterday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, what's that? That's Livingston's first points of the season. Um, quite surprised at that, actually, because last season they, they had a kind of up and down season. I think Livingston, what, what went 11 games unbeaten when Martin Dale came in. Um, I think that was the second time I saw them live. The first time I saw them live was at Ibrox, and 
I was a bit disappointed in them in the first game of the season. And okay, I mean, teams come to the Ibrox and Parkhead to park the bus, defend and spoil the game, you would say. Um, but I, I felt as though I was quite surprised that Levinskin um, picked, picked up the, um, the first three points of the season yesterday, you know. And, um, you, you know, but... Um, yeah, so I mean that the game's gonna get any easier for Livingston. They go to Ibrox and what is it, Wednesday night in the Premier Sports Cup. Um so yeah, I mean we'll just see how it goes. I mean, usually when one half of the old firm get beat, then next week they they are the, the team that beats the old firm actually gets beat. So uh, I'll be interesting uh to to see what they do, but no, I think like I think if you beat all from for home away, especially away in your own back door, um, it gives that team kind of like coins against to go on the run. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, the next game we're going to move on to is Rangers one, Motherwell one. What what do you make of this game, Michael? Because in the first half, Rangers were totally dominant. And they got their goal and they went one up. But then Motherwell, um, uh, they finished the game well and the, the final score was 1-1. Yeah, I've got to hold my hand up and say that I've, no, I've not saw the goal yet. By, but by listening to uh, different people um, in the media, they, they think the, the Rangers goal was offside. So um, I'll probably see that later. But yeah, I was quite surprised about. Well, I don't know if I was surprised or not because Marwell came off a good result last week against Aberdeen away from home, and uh, but I suppose like, everybody was writing them off going to Ibrox and you know Rangers uh, raising the flag for their new season and all that kind of stuff. But as I think, yeah, the on Reagan football's a fun little game. You don't know what's kind of like round the corner and I don't think anybody saw that score coming to be quite honest with you I thought myself that it would be an easy day for, for Rangers and no disrespect to any any well fans that's, that's listening to this but I thought we'd have been 2 or 3 now but I suppose you know it's uh, going back to Celtic and Livingston game one uh, yesterday Lemonskin had one brilliant chance and scored. Celtic had 50 chances and no score. Marwell would probably have one chance yesterday again and scored the equaliser in, what was it, 75 minutes or something. Um, and they held as well that Tony Water gave you a good chance to, to make it 2-1 uh, to, to Marwell. So... Yeah, I football's a fun old game and stuff like that, but no, nobody was expecting that score. Yeah, in terms of Rangers, they've started the season flat, would you say, but they're still four points clear. What um, what do you make of Rangers at the moment? I think it's, it's funny because you try not to speak about Celtic and Rangers in the same breath, but <laughs> but I'm going. I'm going to speak about it here. But like it, it's kind of up until yesterday. Um, you know, it, it's funny how like uh, the the seasons 
turned it on its head a wee bit in terms of Celtic's form was very good. Um, Rangers form, Rangers form was wasn't so very good, and all that. Um, and that was before yesterday's games, by the way. Um, but I, I, I don't, as I say, I don't know what it, what what you can. Um, where the problem is, where you can put your finger on it, what went wrong for for Rangers and all that. But I mean, they're still getting by. I mean, I think the big test again uh, was for Andrew to go to Ibrox the other week, and and all that's kind of in the distant past now. But and I think I spoke about this on on the show with, with you and and Graham, but. Um, for me, there wasn't much in the game. The only difference in that game was the goal. Um, you know, I always refer back to, um, you know, giving sweets away for nothing. And Celtic's about the that they're giving goals away cheaply at the back as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, it's still early on in the season. A lot could could kind of happen, um, you know. Rangers have, have had a lot of injury problems at the moment with with Kane out and also a few other players as well. What do you make of that? Do you think that could have a big bearing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it could because they went through the whole last season, didn't they? With no kind of injury worries or COVID or whatever, and everything just went for them, and like they weren't invincible, but. You know, and that's another kind of argument as well. Were they invincible or were they not? Um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose like they had a, a Robert the Green being lucky or, or whatever kind of thing. Um, and thing, things are things are different uh, this season. But you you know yourself, Regan, that things don't stay the same that too often. You know things. Can I move? People get injured. We had the COVID cases a few weeks ago with the Rangers players as well. Um, but aye, so so that's a goldfish bowl of the of the kind of old firm, you know. Um, but I, I mean, we could be speaking. I could be back at Christmas, and we could be speaking about Celtic being top of the league, or you know, whatever. You you just don't know what's gonna gonna pan out, you know. Yeah. Um, the final Sunday game was Dundee against Dundee United, the Dundee Derby. What did you make of that? That was separated by uh, Ian Hart's goal. Um, it was a tangerine dream for Dundee United. <laughs> what do you make of that? Um, 1-0. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, I said to you on the show in Friday, you know, it's, it's good to have um, Derby's back. Um, because a lot of people might be sick of it or loving the old from Darby's, but it's good to have like the hips and hearts and the Dundee, Dundee, and like, he came back. And um, yeah, it was good to see it again televised as, as well, and a lot of media attention on that. I mean, as, as a game, uh, um, the, the game as a whole wasn't really up to up too much. Um, and all that. Um, I better what, what I'm saying here. If it's Tom, to, yeah, it's Thomas to, Courts, I think it is. 
I mean, he's actually did well. He he's beat Rangers, and also he beat Dundee in the, in the first few games of the season. So that's one to watch. Um, and be, because nobody nobody can renew him when they come into the job, uh, a bit like and Andy Postecoglou a wee bit kind of thing, but um, you would say different levels. But yeah, I mean. I think like uh, it was part, um, halfway through the game, I, I was getting mixed up if I was watching the Dundee game, Dundee United, Dundee or Celtic Rangers game because it was so of kind of ex Celtic players and ex Rangers players, you know, and and that was weird to to watch like say uh, Charmel Gluen or obviously Charlie Argan wasn't playing, but. Um, he's associated with, with Dundee, but yeah, I mean, I mean, and I think the fans were. Uh, I was good to have both sets of uh, fans in in the game. In fact, I I don't know if you heard this, but Andy Walker said before the game that it was good to let the away fans in as well. But I think he was having a wee dig at some kind of some kind of other team in Glasgow. Yeah, I did, I did notice that. It was good to, to, to see a bit of common sense in the world, my <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you've got to laugh about it. Yeah. The, the next game I just want to move on to is, is the, the Saturday game, and it's Ross County 2, Hearts 2. Michael, you better be kind for this in case your good pal Graham's listening. Yeah, it's um, I mean, Ross County are a funny team, aren't they? Because like you don't know what you're gonna get with them, especially up in Dingwall or along the road, and they could be a, a bit of a stuffy team as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, it, it's good to see away fans packed out the the. At, at the end of the goal, so I was that. That's one thing that I, I like to see that fans travelling away from home with their clubs to different grounds and and hearts. Obviously, they do that every week, whether it's home or away. But yeah, I mean, Ross County is is a, is a good team. Um, as I say, very stuffy team. You don't know what you're going to come up against, um, because you know teams has went up in the past. The likes of St Johnson's and all that, and they struggle against them. Uh, they they just, I, I think I think it's because um, of the park as well, because it's a very tight park up there as well, and teams are and they and they used to kind of play, playing on it. That, that that's not a, that's not that's just um, kind, kind of thing, you know, but yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised about, about that result as well because I thought it was a tight game, but I thought Hearts would have uh, came away with all three points in that game, but obviously what do I know? Yeah, and in terms of Hearts, they've started the season very, very well, don't they, Clay? Yeah, yeah, again, um, yeah, Hearts are, are looking like they could be you know, hopefully nobody pulls me up about this at the end of the season, but I think Hearts could be a top six team this season, Reagan. You know, uh, they, they put in good performances home and away um, uh, in their team, you know. And again, that, that they've got 
you know, like they've got Andy Haraday, they've got, you know, names that's been about for, for years um, as well, you know, and um, yeah, the, the good football, um, the good football team, and when I was talking about football stadiums, they're right, Ross County is a very tight park, King Castle is not a very tight park, but a, a kind of good atmosphere for the like, football fans uh, to, to go to, to enjoy that. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you. I'm kind of thinking Hearts could maybe get into the top four. Yep, yeah. Well, if it, if it's anything could go by, you know, they they could beat Aberdeen to you know. Um, I'm not saying Celtic or Rangers will win the league, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, because um, Aberdeen's there, Aberdeen's always up there, but. Uh, I'm sure that we'll we'll stick about the the kind of dandy dawns you would say in a wee minute or two, but um they've had a poor scat. So yeah, I mean it's um it's hard to lose at the moment, you would say. Um but as I said, there's a long way to go of of the season. You, and you can't write anybody off at the moment, you know. Yeah. Um it was a good point for um Malky McKay. What are you making of him as manager of Ross County? Because that that took people by a bit of surprise, but I quite like Malky as well. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, you know, when when you when you when some people ask me who the manager of Ross County is, they actually quite surprised about oh, Malky McKay's there. Um, you know, that's the last click, you know. But yeah, I mean, fair, fair play to him, you know, because Malky has been about for years. What was he not in, involved in Queen's Park as well? And and obviously the SFA and obviously Selkirk as well. And he went down to England um, before before he had that carry on with a, um, yeah, not, not going to go over that kind of like old ground. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think it would do well this season, you know, and obviously took a, a good point off of hearts um uh, this weekend. So yeah. Um but yeah, hopefully hopefully kinda of, like, keeps up because he's a he's a good man manager as well, you know. Yeah. The next game we're gonna move on to, Michael, is the game between the High Bees and St Mirren. And that game finished two two. In terms of this game, it's a little bit of a strange one um, because the high bees are kind of expected to win this game, with this, especially with the start of the season that St Mirren have made as well. Yeah, the high bees are the high bees are the low bees. Um, <laughs> sorry for that uh, cheap joke there. But yeah, I mean, um, I mean, Hibs are a bit of a kind of funny team at, at times. You, you think that they're good, they run over teams and obviously in, in Saturday against Merlin. But again, uh, I don't know how many times I'll say this, but again, I think St Merlin is a, as a, as a stuffy team uh, as well. I saw the highlights on, on, on Saturday and uh, St Merlin actually played well for for parts of, of the game, you know. Um but to go up to East Road to get a point as as a good day out for uh, the the budgies from Paisley, you know. Um but 
I mean, hopefully that they can build on that. Um, and I would like to see St Mirren in the top six. Don't ask me why, but, you know, because, um, I mean, take into consideration that the Skigum and all that, it's a nice wee Skigum, um, and they're well supported. In fact, I, I used to enjoy going to the Lovell, uh, the, the old Rough Street. Um, I thought that was a, one of these kind of classic Skigums going back to the 1970s. Um, but no, I mean, um, I think Jack Ross would be a bit disappointed on, on Saturday because that's a home game and they usually say that your home games are the most important games to, to win. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, a good, good point for the Saints. But I think that all um, the high bees or the Hibs fans or whatever you want to call them would be a bit disappointed. Yeah, and now I just want to turn on to someone who changed the game for Hibs, I would say, and that is Scott Allen. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see Scott Allen getting a chance and getting a game. I think Bowen's gig had been on the bench and come on for about two minutes. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing better than if you see a talented football player and you see them in the stand every week, they must be frustrated as you as a football fan getting a run out and hopefully that he'll have a run in the team now and score some important goal for the Hibs uh, this season. But yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Um, I enjoyed watching him when he was at Hibs the first time. Um, so well, good have to to wait and see. But uh, yeah, I mean, when when we're starting to speak about the the league games at the weekend, I give um, I kind of realise that there's so there's some amount of talented football players and and our division in Scotland, and like we should celebrate that more. Okay, a lot of people think the football's not brilliant, the best of times, but um, but hey, that that's Scottish football. We should celebrate it, and you know we, we should uh, look look forward to to the season. Yeah, the next thing I just wanted to say it's great for Scotland because he had a lot of troubles with his uh, with his health as well because there was times where. People said that Scotland may not play again due to his diabetes as well. So it's great to see that he's he's bounced back so well. Yeah, um, it's funny you should say that because um, I was watching. I think it was Rangers and Hibs last season, and it was on Sky. And it wasn't until that um, I was reading something online that it took not well and stuff like that. So. But no, it's good to see a guy that him bouncing back and it just shows you how much football, uh, that he loves football and um, and scoring goals for fun sometimes. So yeah, it's good to see good to see him back and I uh, wish him well. Um, the next game we're going to move on to is Aberdeen now, St. Johnson 1. Now, Michael, I said last week that glass must be... Sh- Shattered, and <laughs> this week you just have to say Aberdeen didn't take their chances, and 
I'm going to mention it already, okay? Because Aberdeen have not started the season well. How long do you think the Aberdeen fans will put up with this before they start um, saying that no more Stephen Glass must go? Well, see, a ticking time bomb, isn't it? Um, in, in a way, um, comparing that to, and I, do, I, I hate to compare things, but when we were talking earlier on about Hans Poskakoglu, it's nowhere near the oppressor Stephen Glass is under or under a, a window ledge or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to, because people were saying good things about him this season because of him and Scott Brown and um, and all, all, also this Johnny Hayes and a few other uh, good players on the team. And you've got to remember that they were in Europe as well, Reagan, you know, and they went out of, uh, I think it was the second qualifying round. They never actually made it to the playoffs as well. Yep. But yeah, I mean, Aberdeen's in a terrible run of form at the moment, especially, as I say, Gary on that Marwell went there last week and picked up three points. Now, Aberdeen is to be a hard place to go for any teams, but at the moment, I don't think it's so hard to, to go um, because, you know, I know what one result can turn your season and all that, but I think it would have to be a, a few results before you get the majority of the the supporters back on site. Yeah, and I just I spoke about this in the show last week with Michael Grant from the the, the, the Times who was great in the show. But what I, what I would say, Michael, is Stephen Glass has got a great relationship with Aberdeen chairman Dave Cormack. Now, Dave Cormack, he can't as a chairman bring his friendship into this. He needs to look from Aberdeen as a club point of view and say, the results are not good enough. Do you think his friendship with Stephen Glass could uh, get in the way? It's the, uh, it should never come into any kind of business because if you're doing a rubbish job or a disappointing job, you should have your P45 or, or you know, over emails or, <laughs> you know, wherever the hell they sack people now. But no, I mean, friendship shouldn't like, come into it, um, you know, but as I always say, that it's a dangerous road that you're going down if you employ your workmate, uh, uh, sorry, if you employ your best mate to do the job, and then you walk off on a tight rope because then if, if, he, if she or he is doing a rubbish, uh, as a disappointing job, what, what can you say? Then it puts you in a in a difficult situation as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully um, he looks at the bigger picture, and he's he's gonna. If he doesn't do it, then eighteen thousand or maybe more Aberdeen fans will be saying, "Well, why? Why are you not doing that?" You know. Yeah. The next bit I just want to move on to is St. Johnson. Because it's a great win for them. It's their first win of the season as well. It's a big goal from Stevie May as well, because Stevie May used to play Aberdeen as well. Yeah, I mean, how many times, Reagan, have we saw 
players going to uh, new teams and they score against a team or score the first goal of the season. I mean, look at um, Edward last week for Crystal Palace coming off the bench and scoring two goals as a sub. But yeah, I mean, St. Johnson is, is a, I must admit, I mean, no offence to any St. Johnson fans, but the skill like a surprise package as it were for one in the double last season. Yeah. Going to Ibrox as well, um, to put on that form. And uh, you know, um to um okay they, they get beat off a Gather Castle, but to score a goal against Gather Castle was a big kind of thing for you would say maybe a lesser club. Maybe I'll have mounds of emails and saying we are not a lesser club and and all that, but yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a good start for for St. Johnson. Hopefully, they they build on that now. They um, they they were winning against Rangers last week. Uh, they had nothing. They get beat two one, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as you as you're asking me before the season, um, if I had a team towards the season, um. It would be St. Johnson just because like they won um because like they won the double last season. Yeah, and I think this puts to bed the whole thing of the Scottish football is just about Rangers and Celtic, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean you you would like to um see it as well and you know, especially and I'm not speaking uh I don't think we're going to speak about this, but especially when you you say in, in the media, they, they always, the English media, they always speak about Celtic and Rangers and they don't speak about the lesser. Um, so the other clubs as well, kind of like in, in the division, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it was good to see St. Johnson and even Livingston last season get a bit of limelight as well, you know. Um, but um, hopefully that continues. But you know, but um, they, they need to beat the big two to to get a final first or or whatever, or dare say it, the league before they can uh, get that. You know, Michael, you you know that I'm a and people that listen to this podcast or know me personally know that I'm a big supporter of the ladies' football, and we're going to move on to Scotland because Scotland got a big win. For the Scottish women, they beat uh, Hungary by two goals to nil in Martinez's first game as manager. Yeah, no, I, I never saw the game, but I saw the goals and, and the gig well. Um, Scotland missed a penalty, but obviously scored the rebound as well. And um, they've got a big game coming up this, this week in the, in the qualifying games. And I think it's so important to, to have the, these kind of games at Hamden. I know that you were saying that you're going to the game and, yeah, and all that. and Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's um, how the tickets are going for that game. Um, I've not um, got an idea on that. I just want to ask you, do you think it's so important that both the men and the women are now playing at Hamden? Do you think this is a big step forward? Yeah, yeah, you, you shouldn't... You shouldn't separate them because... 
are not men, if you know what I mean, no, but you know, not women. People should be kind of like each equal and, and, and all that. It's funny because um, I was on I was on the radio this morning speaking about um, about the, the the different pay within sports, and I'm not talking about football here. I'm speaking about sports across the board, and there's a big massive difference between women's sports and men's sports when it comes to you know like pay day and all that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's good how they how they're getting paid plague at Hamden because it kind of like knocks down the barriers um, to women's football when it's not even that Reagan, if people's uh, unsure about football and they, and they look up to um, a kind of icon as it were uh, or sort of a role model role model, role model is the right word to use then they would say well I want to be at a World Cup I want to be at a European Championship and the more we, we see that, whether it's uh, if you go to the games or if it's on the TV or if it's on the public eye, then people will take a, a kind of like interest as well. I know that there was a big interest, when was it, two years ago, when Scottish women was in the World Cup as well? Yeah, the World Cup in France, Scotland did. Um, they did it okay in that game. That uh, Euro, sorry, but yeah. I mean, I'm just looking forward to going there tomorrow night and seeing how we can do. In terms of the Faroe Islands, do you think we're going to do well against them tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's um, it's funny because the men's team always pull big results off, but when they play Faroe Islands, they always one one now. We're um, coming off for somebody's big toe to or a big head of last night. But yeah, um I've got to say I'm not actually sure um my knowledge of women's well when we speak about the Faroe Islands is not brilliant. Um but yeah I think the I think they're winning if they if they win that means they'll be a good start. that'll be six points out of two games and that's what you, you want and then build for the next set of games coming up. But yeah, hopefully they win. Yeah, because Scotland has got Spain in this group as well. So Spain's going to be a big test for us as well, Michael. Eh? Yeah, I mean, it's um yeah, you you know it's all it's all experience about you know uh, and you want to compete against the best teams no matter who they are. But I suppose going back to your Faroe Islands point Reagan, as I said, I'm not sure about them, but it doesn't matter how bad they are or how brilliant they are, you still got to beat them on the park. Um, and that goes for any kind of sport as well. Or in this case, we're talking about football, you still got to beat the team that's on the park. You can only beat who's in front of you. Yep. And I just want to say good, good luck to Scotland tomorrow against the Fairylands. And I'll be there cheering them on, so no, looking forward to it. Um, the next thing we're just going to touch on, Michael, is your favourite championship result of the weekend. Was there a championship result that stood out for you? I think when, when you were asking me this one, I was looking for the scores and I was thinking about um, I was thinking about Packet Fissel and Kamal, two and out and Kamal. I wasn't a, 
Well, I was going to say I wasn't expecting that. I don't think um, I was, you know, if it was a fun old game, but going, going away to Fahil and, um, as you say, Fahil for thrills and getting out of the route um, under Ian McCall's manager at Fissel as yeah, as a, as a good one and obviously they're away from home as well. But yeah, I mean, um, if I can just... Um, Slapping one more, that's okay, Reagan. Like the Hamilton game against A United, and Hamilton really been on a bad run of form at the moment yeah. because was it not for a week that they grew four each against Grave Rovers? Yeah, it was. Uh, and they both, but they're not winning for now at half time or whatever. Um, and then at the weekend, that uh, they get beat two now away from air, the honest men, as they say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be my, my, my upset of the weekend, even though I put in two there, so thought about that. No, it's all good. In terms of, of the championship, who have you been impressed by watching? Because I know you watched some of the coverage on the BBC Scotland channel from the Friday Night Football. That's the, even though they get beat last season, Reagan and they never make it to the final. I quite enjoyed watching Ray Rovers. I don't know what it is. Um, I think that they're, they're more of a kind of uh, top division team. And, um, you know, like confirming as well. Um, but, I mean, these teams should be back in with the big boys. You would see come out with a, a bit of a shock last season. when they, Well, it wasn't, it wasn't. When when they went down last season, but I mean, I just I just I just enjoy watching Scottish football and I enjoy watching like the cameras going to you know Greenock Morton and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the other football stadiums as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's very good how it's um, it's shown a light on the first division football now, and hopefully that continues. Yeah, Michael, I just wanted to ask you now in terms of, so you're doing the locker room show for Indy for Live on a Friday. Where can people uh, find you then? Um, yeah, so um, if, you, if, you, if I can see my website, my website is uh, com. I know that's a bit of a mouthful. Um, but mypromotionmedia.webs.com. Um, you can also get me on Facebook and Twitter as well. Give it for Mike McCune in both channels. And obviously I'm on LinkedIn as well. So, yeah, so that's how you can get in touch. Michael, I just want to ask you, um, in terms of your show on a Friday locker room, it's always good to, to be on that show. Just talk to us a bit about that and what... Um people can expect from that. Yeah, so um so um we started the show last season. Um we went out on a Friday night between six and seven. Now it's a two of a show and um I'm joined by my wonderful co host well that's what they say, Reagan and Graham that's been on the podcast the pod before and really I wanted the show to be about 
okay it's football, but obviously other sports as, as well. Because when when you look at um, you know when you look at um, other regular stations or other outlets, they always speak about football, um, and they don't speak about the lesser sport, uh, the the sports as well. So fans can sleep last week behind them. We had some going from Scottish women in sport, um, Isabel and um, Eska. And that, that was really interesting because we were talking about, you know, vaccination passports and all that kind of stuff. So, and then I'm hoping to have like, other voices from different sports, like, you know, disability sports, uh, as I say, men, women's sports was in, you know, and and also kind of mental health and sports as, as well, you know. So we, we try to cover like all bases. So it's on enough leg and night between six and um and sort of between five and seven on an under live radio. Yeah, and how can people do- download that? Can they get it on FM or did they just type it in the app store in the live radio? Yeah, yeah, just type it onto Google or whatever you, you can use. Um, so it's indylives.regu as a website. And um, you can hear it on, on a flag in there as well. And uh, check, uh, turn in. I mean, if you've got any idea that you would like us to speak about or any people uh, you would like to have on the show, because like, I know like Reagan and Graham has got lots of ideas as well. Um, just let us know about it, and we'll we'll try and make it make it happen. Yeah. O- okay, Michael. I just wanted to thank you for joining me on the Scottish Football Show. It's been great to have you on, mate. And uh, I'll see you on Friday for the for the locker room in the life. No, brother. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'll speak to you soon.